you have to explore your likes and your dislikes. Like, what do you like to do? There are so many women who know the kind of man that they want from A to Z. When you ask them, tell me about yourself. What do you like to do? It's crickets. They don't know. And I'm like, wait a minute. How do you know so much of what you want in a potential partner, but you don't know yourself? Hey there. Welcome to my lighthouse your personal development podcast where we share knowledge and insights into the journey to becoming a better version of yourself. And as always, I'm your host, Remimo Elizabeth Oniko. And today I have Joy Osahon Aguator. He's an author, empowerment speaker, faith blogger, and certified life coach. Joy is the author of the acclaimed book, This Is Not Your Typical Find Your Purpose Book. Through her platform, Speak With Joy, Joy aims to empower and equip women and youth to speak with joy despite life circumstances in the areas of their faith, purpose, and relationships. Joy is also a contributor for Exo Nicole and shares insights on her YouTube channel, Speak With Joy. Welcome to my lighthouse, Joy. What a pleasure to have you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. So how have you been? I have been okay. Literally, my mindset right now is to take things literally a day at a time. I used to be that forward thinker, and now I'm like, you know what? Let me embrace and enjoy the moment. Mm-hmm. How have you been? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm good. I'm good. Juggling everything, being a mom, being a wife, being <laughs> running your nine to five and hosting a podcast, you know, and then different things that you get to do. So it's pretty interesting. So I read your book. <laughs> I liked something, especially at the early beginnings of the book. And the person who wrote the foreword said something really interesting about how you were, when you were much younger, you used to be a poet. And he would push you and say, like, go forward and read your poem. And you, you, know, you were very shy and you really wouldn't want to push yourself out there. And looking at you over the years and how you've grown from that shy and timid young girl who doesn't want to come forward to speak to now becoming an international speaker and being on different platforms, writing great content via your blog and being a, you know, a feature contributor and running different interesting things you do, just inspiring people all over the world. So tell me a bit about your journey. How did you really start? Yeah, so shouts to Frank Brady, <laughs> the one who wrote my, my forward. And there was another gentleman that I went to school with. So we all went to college together. And the other gentleman, his name was Chris, also known as Bama on campus. So Frank and Bama <clears throat> were authors. And they found out that I, I write. And they were the ones who were pushing me. Of course, my response to them was, absolutely not. No, I'm okay. I'm good. <laughs> And, you know, I am happy that they actually pushed me because they actually saw something in me that clearly I didn't see it in myself. And what actually even got me to even start writing poetry was in high school, I was voted as a senior class president. And it's so important for me to to actually mention that I never ran for class president at all. I remember in class, I was called into our senior advisor's classroom. And then I went in, I was, I was scared. I mean, I wasn't a troublemaker in high school, but I was thinking to myself as I was walking to her classroom, I'm like, 
okay, like, did I say something? Like, did I do something? And then when I walked in, she said, so Joy, you're the senior class president. And as a result, you have to write a speech. I stopped her in her track and I said, write a what and how, <laughs> when, where, you know, because like usually if you're running for these, just for these types of positions, you're, you know, you are usually campaigning yourself, mm -hmm. asking people to vote for you. I didn't do that. And there was in right. my high school, like we didn't have that. So I was very shocked. And I asked her, how was this possible? And she said, well, people just randomly just said your name. And I'm like, when did you ask these people things? And so at, at that moment, I was like, okay, I'll, I will write this speech. I'm not going to argue with her. Like I, I was too timid to argue and go back and forth mm -hmm. with her. And it was in an English class. I remember my teacher, he was talking about something and I had my notebook on my desk and I saw my pen. Something, you know what, let me be more specific. The Holy Spirit in me mm. was like, pick it up and you're going to start writing your, your graduation speech. At the end of that mini writing session, because I think my teacher thought I was taking some really great notes, I was writing my speech. I looked down and I, I looked down on that notebook and I was like, this is it. And there was this sense of peace, excitement, and a level of fulfillment mm -hmm. I experienced after writing. And that was when I was like, wow, I like writing. And then from there, it actually led me to write poetry. And, you know, of course, with the convincing, I ended up performing. And then I stopped because it was just no longer of an interest to me. But that's what initially got me to start writing. I asked the question because for many young women, one of the things that very often in our journeys is how sometimes we started off initially timid and shy and unsure of ourselves. And then somehow there was that one person in our lives or probably a couple of people in our lives who saw the potential in us even more than we saw in ourselves and would literally say, go, I believe in you, go and do this. I believe in you. And that definitely helped a lot for you through that, with that journey. So on your path, in terms of, for instance, writing the book that you wrote, how did you come to that point? What inspired you to write that book about purpose? And this is not your typical purpose kind of book. The topic itself is interesting, but what inspired yeah. you to do that? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, I think it goes back to what you mentioned, you know, when you're timid, you have to still be open-minded. When you're shy, you still have to be open-minded because you can miss it. You, one of the things I realized, and this is, you know, it's something that I love to exercise by, you know, if I'm having a conversation with people, I like to tell them like, yo, you're really good at X, Y, and Z. Or pretty much, have you ever considered doing A, B, C, and D? Because when you're timid, or you're shy, it's hard. It's really hard for you to see yourself outside the box. So what usually happens is God will begin sending people to you and telling you things that you don't want to hear. No one who's timid wants to hear, I need you to push yourself. You need to speak up. You need to, you know, if you're working on this thing, on this project, I need you to finally release it. It's a scary thing. And so if you're listening to this and, you know, this is an area that you are struggling in, pray that you become open-minded because, you know, when you're open-minded, you allow, you are allowing yourself room for God 
to use you because we want to be used by God, but yet we put all of these like limits and we tell God, okay, I want you to use me, but I am not going to speak. I'm not going to write. I'm like, no, you I, don't, I don't want to be, be a pastor. I don't want to be this. I don't want, like you literally tell God the things you want. You don't want to be. Right. And it's interesting because God's like, yeah, no, you're going to be all of those things and more. So, but what, <laughs> but what got me to even initially write the book was, so I grew up in Connecticut and I moved to New Jersey well over eight years ago. And I moved because I wanted to be closer to my ex at that time. So if anyone ever hears me tell another woman, you don't ever move for a man that is not your husband. Mm-hmm. I am saying it from a place of wisdom. Okay. It was by the grace of God that even when things didn't work out, that God still kept me. But so we were just dating. We weren't even in a relationship and I still wanted to move 24 going on 25. I was able to finish up my master's program in Jersey. And so I moved here and I mean, we didn't live with each other. We just lived nearby. And so at that moment, I thought my life was made. I was like, I had a boyfriend, check. I had a job at the time, check. It wasn't even like a great paying job. It was a job. And I was finishing up my master's. And then I was also a Sunday school teacher at my church. So I was like, all right, God, on paper, I'm good. Like, I was like, this is the life. Yeah, it wasn't until he actually broke up with me was when I had to realize like, okay, Joy, now you're single, what is next, right? And of course I didn't, you know, you know, like after that relationship ended, it wasn't one of those things where I was like, oh, I'm super strong. I, no, it was like tears. I was crying in the shower, crying myself to sleep and, you know, still having to see this person on a weekly basis because we were still going to the same church at the time. I had to allow myself to feel, right? There were moments where I was like, ah, I really don't feel okay. This hurts. Um, Dealing with a lot of insecurities. I felt ugly. I I questioned if I would ever, just if I would ever have anyone want to be with me because I put him in such a high pedestal where I'm like, well, if somebody like that doesn't even want me, who's gonna want me? And I had a mentor at that time. This is why sometimes having a mentor and a mentorship doesn't have to be on a regular schedule check-in, but somebody who you who you have given permission to speak into your life and guide you. Most people just be like, oh girl, you just dealt with the breakup. You need to go turn up, get lit. I was like, no, let me just go to church because I know I, got, I, I still got some tears in me. I still need to get out. And so I ended up doing that. But prior to that, my mentor at the time on the, was on the phone with me and she said, you are supposed to blog you're meant to blog, you're meant to write, you're meant to share your experiences with other women to empower them and the experiences you've had to um, deal with and then future experiences as well. And I said, what is a blog? And she's like, yeah, like you need a title. And then honestly, once you have the title, you do your research and you go from there. I kid you not, 30 seconds later, I was like, the name of my blog is gonna be Emotional Leakage Through Ink. And I always, people, when I, when I had that blog up, people would ask me, how did you come up with such a depth kind of um, name? I said, it wasn't me. I'm not that creative. It was God. It's important to say yes to God for even something that, that we may see as not a big deal because my yes to God in that moment led to me eventually speaking and then speaking eventually led to the book. 
And and the reason why I talk about purpose is because I at during that my morning stage of that relationship ending. One of the things that my roommate at the time asked me was, girl, what is your purpose? You need to know your purpose. And the way she said it was so harsh. And I remember I felt so empty. I was like, wow, I'm really going through life and I don't even have a sense of belonging. Like, who am I? Like, literally, who am I? And I I wanted to cry. (laughs) Well, I didn't even want, I cried. And the way she asked me, I kid you not. When I remember when God kept confirming for me to write this book and I'm like, well, God, what topic? And I remember opening up my laptop and I just started writing about purpose. And I think back to the time I wrote the book in a way, it's very simple and straight to the point. I wrote it in a way as if I needed to read that book after dealing with that relationship ending. At that moment, I had questions about purpose and no one explained it in a more realistic and healthy way. And that's what led me to write the book. It was all of these events prior and then it's one of those things where we, we sometimes look at our previous experiences and we think they're in vain, when in reality, we don't even know that the experiences is what actually leads us to help other people. Because purpose isn't about you. It's not about you being the richest. Like you could be rich and feel like you're living a very empty life. So that's what led to it. Mm-hmm. Powerful. I know times when I would have to sit down and I'm asking, my, like, what's my purpose? What exactly am I here for? And I remember when many years back when I had to read the book, The Purpose You Realize, you know, it just you should sit down and realize that, look, you're not just here like everyone else. There's a reason. And there's something about your life and every single experience that you have had all tie up together to eventually fulfill the purpose of God for you. So whether it seems to be like a bad experience or a good experience, eventually that is your story. And then you're able to inspire other people and help other people out of their own mess. No, I think it was on Instagram. I saw someone's video saying, why did I go through this much? Is there really a God? If there's really a God, what was he looking at when my life you know, went this way? And I saw that video and I'm like, everything that happened to you happened for a reason. And mm-hmm. the fact that it seemed like this is not the best of experiences. This is not what I wanted. This is not what I planned for my life. When you accept those things and you start to find a place of healing for other people, like take your story, take your life, take your experiences and try to see how can I be a blessing to other people? Thank you for heeding that call. Oh, yeah. And I I love the fact that you mentioned the healing part. You have to make a choice on how you decide to, to actually handle your pain. You can treat it like a hotel. Usually when you go into a hotel, you check in with the intentions to eventually check out. Like the hotel still has to be comfortable, still has to be clean, right? But you're gonna check out when you treat your pain like a hotel. You're literally telling your pain, listen, I'm going to dwell in this moment. I'm allowing myself to feel. So if allowing myself to feel means me crying, I'm gonna cry. If it means me, you know, being more quiet, I'm gonna be quiet. If it means me getting therapy, I'm gonna do that. But eventually I'm going to move forward and grow. When you treat your pain like a home that most people do, when you have a home, you're furnishing your home and you're not being cheap about the furnishing piece. Like you're buying all of the top end stuff or you try to buy things that are gonna last because it's your home. You wanna come into your home and you want to feel comfortable. When you treat your pain like a home, you're literally telling your pain, this is going to be my um, only identity 
I'm not moving forward from this. I'm still going to be angry. I'm still going to blame the world. I'm, you know, like if I have an opportunity to get therapy, I'm not doing that. Yes, I'm going to hate on God. Da, 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 da. Like you're, you are allowing yourself to be stuck. And so I never realized back then when I was dealing with just the many emotions that I had chosen to treat my pain like a hotel stay. I allowed myself to feel. And in that journey, I, it was a journey that I had to learn and, and I had to process it. And it took time. There was a lot of, and I, I look back and I'm like, there was no way that that relationship was supposed to last. I didn't know who I was. The, per, the person that God has called me to be today was not conducive for that relationship. So if anything, I thank God that that relationship ended because if it didn't end and it didn't hurt, I wouldn't be where I am today. And so sometimes women, when we are uh, you know, in a relationship with a guy and it doesn't work out, we ultimately feel like maybe it's something that I did wrong, but could it be that in order for God to position you in the life, in the life that he wants you to experience, he has to take you away from the thing mm -hmm. that, that, that you think brings oh, you, you comfort when it's only temporary mm -hmm. and it's gonna, it's gonna hurt a lot. And you're gonna see things, you're gonna see the people that you used to date, all get married, all get engaged, all have your family. But you know what? God, God still has a plan for you because that's their own plan and that's their own blessings. He has the same thing for you. Absolutely. So, so for you on this journey and through all of that experience, what had been the greatest lessons that you have learned and what will be your tips for other women who are seeking to find themselves and find their purpose and, and their voice? Wow. That's such a, that's such a great question. One of the greatest lessons I have learned is you have to be confident, but you're confident has to be rooted in the person that God has created you to be. Like, like a lot of the times we rely so heavily on our, our own skills and we feel like it's us that allows us to get to X, Y, and Z. When it's like, no, it was God. Some people might say, well, I went to college. Well, who's the one that, that granted favor on your, um, on your college application for you to get accepted? It wasn't you right? Oh, I had a, you know, I had like a, I, I had a network. Who connects you with that network? It wasn't you. So I have learned that God ultimately is the reason why I am where I am. And wherever I am going to go, it wasn't from my own strength. And so I, I am learning that finding my confidence in God is key. It is key in order to be unapologetically you and bold in whatever gifting he's called you to do. I have been in situations where I might be a little bit quiet in certain settings, right? But when somebody talks about purpose, relationships, dating, uh, faith, passion, yeah. <laughs> I am a chatterbox. I will talk all day. I will talk for a week straight. I am so okay with that. So it's so important for that. And, and to answer your next question regarding women trying to find your purpose, I, I would say you want to def you have to look at the actual definition of purpose. 
I think a lot of the times many people feel like they're not walking on purpose based off of their their like own like definition of what purpose is and exactly what purpose is not. And what that means is that purpose is really not about you. And so a lot of the times people say, I I like have to be doing something extra big, I have to be powerful or I have to be popular. Purpose is about other people. And it's about serving people and serving people through your gifting. If all you can do is if you're walking randomly outside and you're just blessing homeless people, and if that's your thing that you want to do every Wednesdays, do it. Because why? Because when you walk outside, you are somebody's answered prayer. Because mm-hmm. some people feel like popular doesn't mean you're being impactful. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that you're changing lives. And in the end, when you think about the life of Jesus, Jesus is the greatest example of a man who lived in purpose. He didn't live a glamorous life at all. He was a carpenter, right? So he didn't have the high status, but Jesus is the most influential person to this day that walked and served in in purpose. He served people. He healed people. He delivered people. He prayed for people. He rebuked people. He corrected people. We sometimes try to be the most well-known amongst people that we find ourselves being well-known, but still feeling empty because we know that we should be doing more. So really looking at the definition of purpose differently, heal. Some women need to heal. How how can you pour into someone when, when you're still gushing of blood? It doesn't work like that. So really taking the time to heal and also even the basic things. And I talk about this in my book. You have to, you have to explore your likes and your dislikes. Like, what do you like to do? There are so many women who know the kind of man that they want from A to Z. When you ask them, tell me about yourself. What do you like to do? It's crickets. They don't know. And I'm like, wait a minute. How do you know so much of what you want in a potential partner, but you don't know yourself? Explore you, travel if you want to travel, you know, if you want to try new things, you know, like try new things, explore that because whatever God has called you to do, it's rooted in, it's, it's going to be rooted in the things you're passionate about. Jesus was passionate about people. And so I think we have glamorized this finding your purpose thing to the point where it has led a lot of people even more confused and more stagnant to the point where no one's walking. Nobody's going anywhere. They are just standing still, expecting to have this dream. God is telling them, this is your purpose. Your purpose is multiple things. Jesus didn't just do one thing, he did multiple things. And so I think when we really begin to look closely at the life of Jesus, we realize like, wow, social media has been lying to me. Just all these other apps have been lying to me. It's so simple. So those are some of the things that I would suggest. Thank you so much, Joy. Just to kind of summarize some of the things that you said, especially around things that young women can do and things that we can learn. I liked that part about social media has been lying to me. (laughs) And the reality is, in terms of your purpose, it's not really far-fetched. You need to just explore and discover yourself more and find what exactly excites you. What are you passionate about? For me, that was something that it took a while 
many years, but eventually I figured out. And I know that it's the same for anyone. If, if you do take out that time to figure out what exactly it is that excites you, that you're passionate about, what you have certain strengths in, and then just focusing on those areas of strength and, and taking that and being a blessing to other people, then you're living in your purpose. That's the way God has wired you. And that's the reason why he's made you the way he made you. I like what you said about being confident in who God has made you to be. So when you do figure out who you are and your wiring and what you're passionate about and all, then be comfortable in that, be confident in that. And your, your confidence is not necessarily in things around you, but is in that knowledge that you have of who you are and what God has put together inside of you to be what you are. I like something you said about purpose being service. It's, it's not like purpose has to be a certain way. It's not necessarily coming up and speaking or writing books or it's much more than that. I mean, if that is your area of strength, fantastic. But purpose is not just about being a public speaker and having thousands of followers on Instagram and on Facebook and on Twitter. It's more of service and it doesn't have to be something big. It could be something really small, but just finding your place there and staying there and serving God and being a blessing to your generation. Purpose is really not about you. It's about other people. Thank you so much, Joy. I, I do deeply appreciate this. And I'm sure that our listeners today have been so blessed by your insights and your story and just the honesty of, of your life and experiences. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and you found the insights really valuable. If you would like to listen to more like this, please subscribe to this podcast on any of the platforms you would normally listen on so you can get notified when there's a new episode. And follow us on Instagram at My Lighthouse Podcast. Also, show some love to this podcast by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. That would be totally awesome. If you'd love to connect further, I would absolutely love to connect with you. Head over to the show notes and just book a call with me via the link there and I'll connect with you personally. You can also share feedback with us via the form. There's a link to a form in the show notes as well. We'd love to hear from you so that we can continue to do better and meet your needs. Until the next episode, please stay in God, keep growing and keep pushing yourself to be a better version of you.